Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi, welcome to the Inner Life today. I'm Josh Raymond, and so glad to have you along here on this Monday in the sixth week of Easter. We're still able to say Happy Easter to <laughs> anyone and everyone we meet here. And uh, let me uh, ask you, if you grew up as a Catholic and you faced any sort of suffering, any sort of difficulty in your life, anything that might prompt you as a child to end up complaining about the situation to your parents, did you have your mom or your dad or maybe a grandparent or an aunt or uncle or somebody tell you to offer it up? And what did that mean to you as a child? Did you understand it? Did you ever receive an explanation on what it meant to offer it up, to offer up those sufferings? Well, I read about Audrey Anderson. And Audrey, when she was young, she heard those words, offer it up. And it was primarily her grandmother, Lucy, who would say that to her. But as a child, every time her grandmother would say, offer it up, Audrey took it to mean, well, come on, get tough or stop complaining or get over it. But then as Audrey grew older, at the time where she was in college, her grandmother ended up being diagnosed with cancer, both brain cancer and lung cancer. And at that same time of her diagnosis, she also needed to go in for a hip replacement. But that hip replacement, it had to be postponed, had to be put off until the cancer treatments were completed. And that postponement, it meant that she would go through some pretty severe pain because of not being able to get her hip replaced. But Audrey's grandmother, she practiced what she preached. She used her suffering for the good of her family. Each morning, she'd pray the rosary as soon as she woke up. And on every bead, she'd offer that Hail Mary for a different grandchild or a different member of her family. And during this time of her grandmother praying these daily rosaries, Audrey started to see many of her cousins come back to the church. Audrey even said, I got to not only see my grandmother offering her suffering, but also to see the Lord's work in that and how he helped to bring redemption to our family because my grandmother was offering her suffering for us. Now, Audrey, she became a much stronger Catholic herself after seeing the great faith of her grandmother. She ended up becoming a missionary for a while, and now she actually works for a Catholic diocese. She works in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And although Audrey knew that her grandmother was praying for all of them, Several of her cousins, who up to that point, they'd been very vocal in their stance against the church, against the faith, they ended up coming back to the church, but they had no idea that their grandmother's powerful intercession was at play, that the sufferings that she was offering up to Christ were for them. And that was part of that road for them to come back to the church. Now, in addition to the return of so many of her family to the church, Audrey's grandmother also she left the doctor speechless when she was miraculously healed of her brain cancer. The doctors had actually given her only six months to live, and at that point, Audrey and her sister, Stephanie, they started praying 
to the intercession of Divine Mercy. They knew their grandmother had this special devotion to Divine Mercy, so they began praying. And then when her grandmother was scheduled to go in for surgery, brain surgery, the doctors, when they went in, they found no tumors. Everything that was on her scans, it was completely gone, and there was no medical reason, no medical explanation. And when her doctor woke her up after the surgery, he told her, he said, I, I'm done, dumbfounded. He told her what they found, or actually what they didn't find during the surgery. And he said, we don't know what happened, but your God seems to be one amazing God. And so today, Audrey's grandmother, she's healthy, she's living, she continues praying for her family members, and she continues joining her sufferings to Christ for the good of their souls. Now, this is a story I came across in a monthly periodical called The Bishop's Bulletin, and it's from the Diocese of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where Audrey works. And this story even goes on beyond this to explain how Audrey herself, she's taken that lesson. She now offers up her own sufferings for others. And that's what we want to look at today here on The Inner Life. We want to talk about how we can take those times in our lives when we're suffering, whether we're suffering only for a short season or maybe we're going through something for a longer period. Maybe it's something with no end in sight, but we can unite these sufferings with Christ for the building up of the church. And today we're going to do that with the help of one of our spiritual directors, Father Vince Guest. He's a priest in the Diocese of Camden, New Jersey, and the pastor of Sacred Heart Parish there in Camden. Uh, Father Vince, it's so nice to have you on the program today. Thanks for joining us here on The Inner Life. Thank you, Josh. Uh, happy to be with, uh, with you and with the listeners again, and, and happy Easter to you. Uh, thanks for inviting me back on the program. Yeah, and as we look today at this topic of suffering, specifically redemptive suffering, as the Church defines it, and uh, uh, that's, the, that's the phrase that we use for this, we take this from uh, where St. Paul, he's writing in his letter to the Colossians, and in chapter 1, verse 24, he writes, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ on behalf of his body, which is the Church. And so I think this is probably the very natural place for us to start the conversation here and look at what St. Paul means when he writes this, and also what he doesn't mean. So could you give us a little bit of insight into when we're talking about redemptive suffering, what we mean? Well, first let me uh, just uh, say I love the, the story you opened with uh, about Audrey, and and I, I certainly share uh, many aspects of that story. Myself, uh, as you mentioned, being a, a cradle Catholic, I was I was blessed to have amazing uh, parents and aunts and uncles and, and grandparents who who often said that phrase, "Offer it, offer it up," you know. And and I think as a youngster, maybe like Audrey felt uh, in the article, and maybe as you expressed, uh, it was something more like grin and bear it or get over right. it, you know, in, in, in a colloquial way. Uh, but as I matured and got older, and 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 I spoke more to my my parents and aunts and uncles about it. My aunt Sarah was a great one saying, "Get over it." I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> offer, offer it up. up. Yeah, offer it up. Um, I can't realize that it was much deeper than that, and really, how holy those in my family were that they really were asking me to offer up at that point my minor sufferings up to and share that with the sufferings of Jesus on the cross, and that's what. That's what St. Paul is saying uh, in that passage that you read from, from Colossians, Josh. Uh, first of all, what Paul isn't saying, as you mentioned, he's not saying that there was anything lacking 
in the suffering, death of, uh, and crucifixion of Jesus. That was the perfect offering to the Father for our redemption, the perfect offering to the Father for the salvation of all the world. But what St. Paul is saying, and he's the, he's the great theologian of the cross, you know, St. Paul is the apostle of the cross. All his writings have a central focus on, on the cross and what the cross has done for us. But what St. Paul is saying in that passage, and I think throughout many passages in, in his letters and, and through the Acts of the Apostles that we're reading through uh, during the Easter season, is that we have the ability to share in the redemption of, of others by our sharing in the cross of Christ. We can participate in his saving action by offering our own crosses, our own trials, our own tribulations, by offering them up and joining them with the cross of Christ. And by helping, by doing that, we not only help ourselves in sharing in that redemption, but we help others, as Audrey was talking about with herself and her, and her grandmother, we're helping others in the sharing of the redemption. But it's only through Christ, it's only through Christ, we are gifted, really, we're graced to share in that redemptive love of Jesus on the cross by sharing in that passion, uh, by offering up, if you will, offering up our own trials, our own pains, our own worries, our own troubles with the cross of, of Jesus. You know, St. Faustina, uh, the great apostle of divine mercy in, in our age, said uh, in one of her, her revelations of, from Christ to her as she wrote a diary, said that we have it, uh, advantage over the angels. And the angels, in, in the sense, if you will, are jealous of us because the angels can't share in the suffering of Christ like we can as humans. But as human beings, we can share in, in that suffering of Christ. And we can, can share in the redemption of the world by offering up that sacrifice and offering up our sufferings, our worries, our tribulations with the one and perfect suffering of Jesus on the cross, as St. Paul tells us so very well in that letter and throughout many of his writings. Yeah, you know, the other thing that stood out to me as I, I was going back and rereading that passage there in his letter to the Colossians is he starts off by saying, now I rejoice in my suffering. That rejoicing, it seems the opposite of at least what I want to do. I would, I would imagine there are many people out there that are in the same camp, but when I find myself suffering, uh, my first response is to want to go and complain to my wife, and I want her to sympathize. You know, I want that comfort there. For her, when she's suffering, she, on the other hand, she just likes to know that she's not alone, you know, that she's got some partner kind of suffering alongside her. Um, you know, if she says, oh, you know, this is, uh, you know, th this really hurts or this is bugging me or I'm really stressed about this. If I say, well, if it makes you feel better, I'm dealing with, you know, whatever it might be. And she says, yeah, that does make me feel better. So we have this kind of attitude of, uh, you know, we feel sorry for ourselves or, you know, we, we have this kind of dour approach to the sufferings, not necessarily the rejoicing. Uh, you know, it, it's, I don't think it's natural for us to want to rejoice in that sufferings. But how do you think we could maybe cultivate that attitude of joy when we are facing sufferings? Well, I, I think all throughout our life and all throughout our, our, our day, frankly, um, especially in this past uh, this past year, where it's been so so challenging for for the church and for the country and, and for the world for the for the obvious reasons of the of the pandemic. I think we have a choice, Josh, of 
of, of being bitter or being better? You know, are we going to embrace life and look upon life in a bitter way, or are we going to try to, to embrace what's in front of us to become better and to help others become better, you know, as, as they embrace, you know, the challenges that, that they face? And I think one, one way we do that, that one way we can become better is to unite ourselves, our daily actions, with the love and the graces and the cross of Christ, knowing that it always leads to, to glory. You know, St. Paul says that, and all the saints say that. You know, our crosses lead to glory. So we have a choice in our, in our daily lives, you know, and so many people in our world today, so many people I see in my, in, in my parish here in Camden and, and friends we have, and just, just look at the world and the media. So many want to escape, you know, the, the sufferings or the, or the worries around them. And unfortunately, they, they escape to in the wrong way, right? They escape to excessive drinking, to, to drug abuse, to pornography or other kind of, uh, you know, entertainment, which is not appropriate. Um, but, you know, we're called not to escape it, but to embrace it and, and to bring it back to the, to the Lord with great grace and knowing that we are participating in the suffering of Christ and we are participating in helping others realize the great redemption, saving act of Jesus on the cross. So it's a choice of being bitter or, or being better. And, you know, I, I pray that that I, you know, who at times, you know, gets down for sure. You know, I'm human, and I'm sure you do too. I, I pray that we can, can embrace the, the better angels in our hearts to not become bitter and isolate it, as you mentioned, you know, with your wife and, and how she, you know, wants to wants to embrace, you know, the suffering through through something together, but how we can work together, you know, for those better angels to to work towards our salvation, and hopefully the salvation of those around us, you know, as we as we pray and embrace the cross with each other. Our spiritual director today is Father Vince Guest. He is a priest in the Diocese of Camden, New Jersey. We're talking about redemptive suffering and how we can unite our sufferings along with Christ for the the building up of the church, for the betterment of the body of Christ. And uh, Father Vince, as we're talking about that uh, suffering, if we find ourselves where we are kind of complaining to that one person that's closest to us, whether it's a spouse, a child, a parent, a brother, sister, uh, you know, whoever it is, if we do complain, do you think that... um, that lessens the redemptive effect of the suffering? Should we try and bear that suffering in silence? Or, uh, no, it's okay. You know, everybody is, <laughs> every, it's natural to to complain and, and know that that's out there. But at the same time, we can still offer it. Yeah, you know, I think we have to recognize our own our own humanity, Josh. We have to recognize our own humanity. I mean, I, I am, am the first one to... Uh, Turn around and complain if something is not uh, going my way in the parish, or you know. Often I hope it's in silence, you know. But but yeah, we're human and and we're subject to to those kind of things in life, whether as a priest or as a married person, a single person, younger or, or older. It's it's all part of our of our journey. Um, but I think it's helpful for each of us to help others come out of that malaise, malaise, help each other come out of of, of those difficult moments in, in life like we experienced this year, uh, not to, st- to stir the flames, you know, of bitterness and anger that so often happens, you know, and just throw more coals on the fire of why we should be angry or bitter or, or depressed. But to help each other, you know, as, as a body, of, we're, we're the body of Christ, and we're helping each other come out of, of difficult moments, whether it's through grief or mourning or illnesses 
where family uh, situations that we all deal with, not to bring each other down, but to lift each other up, you know, lift each other up, uh, knowing that there are better days ahead. That And it's often very important, I think, I was talking to someone recently who's going through some tough times, and I su- suggested that they simply count their blessings. And I, what I often advise people to do is take out your rosary, and on your rosary, just finger the beads. And when you're down, when you're, when you're feeling the world is crushing upon you, when you feel sorry for yourself or sorry for something else that's happening around you, just ask Mary to join you in counting your blessings. And on each bead of the rosary, count, you know, say thank you to the Lord for the many blessings that you have received in your life. It could be some very big blessings like your life, your vocation, you know, your family, but even small blessings that we encounter every day of our lives. A good cup of coffee with a friend or a glass of wine with a friend or a sunset or a beautiful flower in the springtime. Count those little blessings as well. When we count our blessings, Josh, I think it helps us to recognize that there is hope, that God has graced us, and, and that Jesus does walk with us you know, on, on our journey and carries the crosses with us as we carry and help Jesus carry his cross on the way to redemption. As you were talking about counting our blessings, I found myself going back to uh, the movie musical uh, with all the songs written by Irving Berlin, White Christmas. And I think one of the best songs in there is one that Bing Crosby sings. And the words say, when I'm worried and I can't sleep, I count my blessings instead of sheep. And I fall asleep counting my blessings. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's a beautiful reminder there, too. Our spiritual director today, Father Vince Guest, and he's a priest in the Diocese of Camden, New Jersey. We're talking about redemptive suffering. When have you been able to offer your sufferings to Christ and did you see the fruit of that offering? Did you see how that worked out in the lives of those around you? How were you able to embrace your sufferings, knowing that they served that better purpose, that larger purpose? You can call and share how you've seen that in your own life. Our studio line is 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. I also want to say thank you to so many of you who helped support us last week during our pledge drive. Um, just such remarkable generosity. And uh, we had a need uh, of raising $2.7 million last week. And you helped us, uh, us meet that need and even surpass it. Right now, I know we stand at over $2.9 million that's been raised. More than 14,000 people have contacted Relevant Radio making those donations. So uh, if you're one of those who pledged last week, thank you so much for your generosity. And if you missed it last week and you you'd like to help support Relevant Radio because we are listener supported. Uh, we don't uh, get any money from you know the government, from uh, you know any large foundations or anything like that. Um, we rely on listeners to help support Relevant Radio. So if you missed the pledge drive last week and you'd like to make your donation, you can still do that at eight seven seven. Two nine one zero one two three. You can pledge uh, also online at relevantradio.com or through the Relevant Radio app. And uh, stay with me because we've got more here talking about redemptive suffering right after this on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. 
This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to The Inner Life. I'm Josh Raymond, along with our spiritual director, Father Vince Guest, a priest in the Diocese of Camden, New Jersey. And we're talking about offering it up, offering up those sufferings in our lives, that redemptive suffering. And when have you been able to offer up those sufferings in your life? Did you did you see the effect of that in lives of others around you? And did it help you to be able to embrace your sufferings? As St. Paul talks about, that uh, he rejoices in his sufferings. Were you able to rejoice in your sufferings, knowing that they're serving that better, larger purpose in helping to build up the body of Christ? Uh, our number here in the studio, you can join the program, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And, uh, Father, one of the thoughts that I had here, too, was uh, it might be— I, sometimes, you know, we, we talk about we don't want to just suffer for suffering's sake. I had one person one time tell me that every bit of suffering that we face in our lives, it has a purpose. It, it All that suffering is redemptive, whether we realize it at the time or not. Is this accurate? Is this true? I, I think so. I think so, uh, Josh. I, you know, I, in my uh, spiritual life and in my, my prayer life, I sometimes think of, What's going to happen when I uh, when I get to uh, to meet the Lord in, in heaven, God willing? And um, I often think that that Jesus is going to kind of replay for me moments of my life, uh, almost like we're watching a DVD with Jesus, you know, of our own life. And in that replay of our life, Jesus, uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit will, will show to us all the times that God was with us throughout our lives. And we're going to be just stunned and amazed because we're going to realize that we were never abandoned, that every moment, every moment of our lives, God was with us. Even the most insignificant moments of our life, you know, God was journeying, journeying with us. And I would say yes, especially with, with our sufferings. So, yeah, I, I believe all of our sufferings, and that's something I think a lot of the spiritual masters talk about, you know, like Ignatius of Loyola, for, for one, is finding God in the everyday moments of our life, to see the glory of God in all the aspects of our life. You know, and, and when we enter the day that way, you know, and I was expecting, you know, how will God I meet God today? And how can I meet God in the mundane life of a, of a housewife, you know, working with, not, not mundane in a negative way, but just the daily routine, you know, of, of a housewife taking care of children, or a worker in a factory, or a police officer walking the beat, or you and your work and me as a priest, every aspect of our lives, every aspect of, of our day, uh, you know, we see the glory of God around us. You know, and that's, that's what the mystics teach us and, and tell us. And I think when you wake up every day with that expectation that, you know, how can I meet Jesus today? I think we'll realize that, yes, even in the suffering or the, or the uh, difficult moments of a day, that we're, we're, we are met by Christ and we're journeying with him and offering up, if you will, that particular suffering with his suffering for our salvation and for the salvation of those uh, that we love. So yeah, I don't think there's any coincidence in, in life. I think God's with us all the time, and we just need to embrace it and to look for it and, and to relish, relish in it. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's that's what this other person was saying to me was, like I say, you know, all of those moments of suffering— 
have that purpose, and uh, God is at work in our lives. Again, our spiritual director, Father Vince Guest, and uh, Father, let's go to the phones. We've got Rose, who's listening in Highland, Illinois. Hi, Rose. Welcome to The Inner Life today. Hi. Thank you. Yeah, how have you experienced that uh, that redemptive suffering in your own life? How has it made that difference for you? Well, I was recently um, had I recently had a detached retina on my left eye, and um, it was like it was hard for me to be um, indoors and not doing the things I'm supposed to be doing, and so um, I found it difficult. I mean, God was showing me humility. Um, at this point. And then a friend of mine um, actually had a brother in Poland who had COVID and who was in a coma. And she asked me, can you offer up your suffering for my brother there in Poland? And I said, I never, you know, I said, I never thought about doing that. And so that's what I started doing, started praying for her brother, um, offering up my pain um, of my recovery. And then all of a sudden, she calls me two days later, and she says that, Rose, thank you for doing that for John. He woke up and doesn't even remember what happened. So now he's up and about and like nothing, you know, nothing fazed him. And he's back to work and um, th- praise God, he's able to um, provide for his family again. And, and then um, another incident was that, you know, so because of that. Oh. Are you there, Rose? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry, we just lost you for a minute. Go ahead, continue. And then another inc- another incident was that um, uh, since this this miracle happened, I started embracing my suffering. And I usually do um, sidewalk counseling at um, Granite City at uh, an abortion facility there. And I was feeling useless and purposeless. So I said, you know what, instead of feeling like that, Let's offer up your suffering again for those the babies there that could be saved. And so I started doing that. And then the people who are, um, I'm friends with there, who are also sidewalk counselors, called me and they go, Rose, guess what? There was a triplet saved that, you know, just this past few, few days. And so, I mean, praise God that suffering does help. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm a testimony to that. And I never really utilized my suffering like that. And so now I've been um, sharing that with a lot of people to offer up their suffering and trials for um, God's purpose. So I wanted to share that with the audience today. Yeah. Well, thanks, Rose. This is Father Vince. Um, thank you for that. Just amazing, amazing testimony. You're really highlighting much better than I can, frankly. You know, the uh, the value of, of redemptive suffering, you know, suffering for others, offering up for, for others and, and joining that suffering that you had, you know, with the, with the suffering of Christ for the help of others with your with your relative in, in Poland uh, and how he was cured and, and healed because of that and then through the beautiful story of, of your prayer and and offering up your, your loneliness, your abandonment, you know, at the, as you prayed and counseled at the abortion clinic, hell, you know, that offering up that kind of suffering uh, save, save the soul, save three souls. You know, there's, there's triplets. So, you really uh, are hi- highlighting the uh, the beauty of offering up our daily acts, our daily crosses, if you will, our, our daily sufferings, our agonies, our loneliness, our sicknesses, our pain, as you went through maybe with your your eye situation, uh, for for the glory of God, and to help 
lifts up others. You know, I thought about when you were talking, Rose, of St. Bernadette of Lourdes. She's one of my favorite saints, and she suffered greatly, as you probably know, in her life. She suffered from ridicule from, from her neighbors or family. She suffered from ridicule from her own sisters or religious sisters and, and even the priest at, at times, you know, when she first had those visions. And she suffered physically with with uh, great pain and tuberculosis and, and died at a young age, as we know. And someone at once asked her, uh, Bernadette, Sister Bernadette, why don't you go to Lourdes, the place where Mary appeared to you? You know, there, you know, you can receive the healing, you know, that so many others have received through those miraculous waters. And St. Bernadette, in her great humility and, and great love, said, no, no, this is where I need to be. I, I need to be offering up my suffering and my pain for others. This is where Jesus needs me to be. And I'm sure because of her offering that up, many of those miracles occurred at Lourdes. And, and that's what you're doing. You're, you're, you're like a little St. Bernadette there in, in, in Illinois, you know, offering up your prayers and sufferings for, for, uh, for others. And something else you mentioned, Rose, is, is when you, um, you, know, you felt a little bit down, you know, and that's where the, that's where the devil is, is working in, in all of us, you know, trying to help us, trying to discourage us, you know, from, from being there at praying at the abortion clinic or for getting up every day and, and going to Mass or saying our prayers and thinking it's not worth it, this is a waste of time. The devil works in all those things, doesn't he? And, and he's trying to discourage us and bring us down and have us abandon our faith or abandon our, our good works or, or get bitter with our suffering. Uh, but you rejected the evil, and, and you embraced the cross. And when you embraced that cross, the devil fled. And look what happened. You know, babies were saved, and, and someone was healed in, in, in Poland. And, and you're a great example, Rose, of what all of us can do in our faith life by embracing this, the routine of our life that may seem difficult, like an eye surgery or, 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 or daily work, frankly. Uh, just a daily routine when we offer it up for others, specifically like you did, which is great, or just for Jesus, I give this to you, and, and who needs to be healed, who needs to be brought back to the church, you know, that this offering, let this suffering, let this sacrifice be for the good of, of who needs this good, and give it back to Jesus. You know, it can be either very specific, like you did, which is great, or very general, and let the Lord do his good work, like St. Bernadette probably did. And, you know, you, you just really were a great example of that. So thank you for sharing that with, with me and, and with uh, our listeners here today. Yeah, Rose, uh, appreciate you calling in today and uh, giving us that encouragement in how you've seen that work out in your own life. I'm Josh Raymond, along with our spiritual director, Father Vince Guest. We're talking about redemptive suffering in our lives. And, uh, Father, you were talking about that, um, you know, those daily sufferings that we offer. And it made me think of, uh, we had talked right before going on the air about the morning offering. And one of the lines there is, we offer through the sacred heart of Jesus, uh, through the immaculate heart of Mary to Jesus for his intentions. We offer our prayers, our works, our joys and our sufferings, and uh, is is that a a go to prayer then? Um, if we are dealing with this, uh, being able to start out each day with that approach, I think so, Josh. And I'm glad you mentioned it because it's it's an important prayer in, in my own spiritual life, and, and it really has been for for a while. Uh, when I was in the seminary, I had the prayer taped on on my my mirror, my bathroom mirror. So I would remember to pray it every day. 
and I still continue that. That uh, you know, to this day, in my different assignments, I have the the morning offering prayer taped up to my. Uh, hopefully, I, I have memorized it by now, but it's right there in case I forget. And it's a beautiful prayer written back in 1844 uh, as part of the apostleship of, of prayer that uh, Father Kabicki, who's often on your station, a wonderful priest, who I haven't met yet, but I'd love to meet him one day, uh, often talks about the apostleship of, of prayer. But it's a way to to remind ourselves every day through the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary to offer up everything for you know to, to, to God, our prayers, our works, our joys, and yes, our sufferings, for all the intentions of the Sacred Heart, as the prayer says, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the whole world, for the salvation of souls, reparation of sins, the reunion of all Christians, and the intentions of our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for this particular month. So yes, I I do think, uh, Joss, as you as you mentioned, it can be a very, really uh, important part of a spiritual life for our listeners um, as a reminder that each day we give to God and each day we offer up everything to God uh, from the very mundane acts of our life to, to joys, to sufferings, to our work, to our family life. We unite it all to God and to his sacred heart and through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And so I guess I do think um, that's a wonderful prayer to begin each day with as a way to uh, very intentionally you know, begin the day knowing that what we do this day is being offered up for the great honor and glory of God. Uh, yes, even our sufferings, and maybe especially our sufferings, as we uh, unite ourselves to, to the cross of Christ. How are you doing that in your own life? Hi, I'm Josh Raymond, along with our spiritual director, Father Vince Guest, and today talking about redemptive suffering. How are you offering daily those sufferings that you face in your life? How have you seen that um, help other people? draw them back to Christ and the church, or maybe there's been somebody who's experienced some other help on their journey, uh, being able to come closer to Christ and the church. And did it help you to embrace your sufferings, knowing that they were being offered for the the salvation of souls, as Father Vince just mentioned there in that morning offering prayer? Our studio line is open at 888 914-9149. You can also email us in our life at relevantradio.com. More coming up right after this here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash forester. If you missed part of the program, you can listen to this show and any of your favorites on the Relevant Radio app or online at RelevantRadio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. I'm Josh Raymond along with our spiritual director, Father Vince Gast, a priest in the Diocese of Camden, New Jersey, and pastor of Sacred Heart Parish there in Camden, talking about redemptive suffering. And Father, uh, one of the things that prompted this conversation was, as Jim, our producer, was talking with you last week, you had said uh, you really had been inspired by a book written by the late Father Walter Chiswick, and that's what kind of uh, brought up this topic. And it's a book I've not read, but 
but I was really fascinated with his life when I ended up looking online and learning a little bit more about him. But uh, what what in his life was that catalyst for you? How has it been inspirational in looking at that idea, that concept of redemptive suffering? Yeah, thanks for for mentioning that, that Josh. I it's a book that I read probably when I was first in the seminary. As you mentioned, the book is is called "He Leadeth Me," and I think it's a, a modern classic. Um, Father Walter Chiswick is was a Jesuit priest, uh, born and raised in Shenandoah, Pennsylvania, which is the coal mining regions of, of Pennsylvania. I'm a, I'm a Philadelphian by birth, so not too far from from me, a few hours away. And uh, as as a Jesuit novice, he heard the call of Pope Pius XI, I believe it was, to uh, for missionaries to go into Russia, and he signed up for that. And as he signed up for that, shortly after he was ordained as a priest, which was 1939, I believe, is when World War II broke out. Uh, he was in Poland at the time on his way to Russia, and of course the Soviets, Russians, you know, took over um, that part of the world, and and he was eventually captured. And so, as a uh, as a priest, he spent many years suffering through through the, the gulag uh, of, of the Soviets during the Cold War. Uh, eventually, was was released. You know, flashing forward there um, through the efforts of President Kennedy in the early '60s, when there was kind of an easing of, of the Cold Cold War, at least at that particular time. And through a prisoner exchange, uh, Father Walter Chiswick was released back to his family. His family thought he had died. Uh, his Jesuit you know, friends and community thought he had died. Haven't heard from him since he left in the in the late 30s. Uh, masses are being offered for him off at that time uh, for his uh, his repose of a soul. And sure enough, you know he, he is alive and he, he comes forward again. But when uh, Father Warwick came back, he wrote two books. One was with God in Russia, uh, and that was more of a biography of of his time. Uh, kind of history, uh, the, the facts of, of his capture and, and uh, his release. But he realized he needed to tell uh, a, a, another story, and that was what was happening to him inside his soul and inside his heart. And that led him to, to write his second book, which is He Leadeth Me. And that's the book that I really inspired me, and I, I encourage readers to, to Google it or maybe to find it in a local Catholic bookstore. Uh, it's his story about what moved his soul during during those years. And in fact, one thing he often talked about uh, is written in the book was how important for him the morning offering was, that he would offer up his sufferings, his working in the severe bitter cold and beatings he took, uh, offering all his, his sufferings in, in the Soviet prisons and uh, for and with the salvation of souls, with the suffering of, of Christ. Uh, this, the book tells how he would sneak off and, and celebrate Mass you know, for the people, uh, knowing that he could be caught and executed, but he did it all for, for God's glory. How we would teach catechism classes you know, uh, to, uh, to fellow prisoners, and how he was known as a priest, of, of course, uh, eventually, and would um, relish his priesthood, even in, in that uh, simple lifestyle he led you know, as, as, a, as a prisoner or as a person working in the working camps. But it's a very simple story of, of faith and of God's providence. And one of the great moments, or one of the great aspects uh, of, his, of this book that inspires me is that we're called in all of our lives to find God where we are. Um, for him, it was in a Soviet prison. 
you know, thinking he may never see his family or his Jesuit friends again. But he was called to minister and to find God right there where he was and, and to proclaim God's glory right, th- right there where he was. It was difficult for him, difficult for him to come to that, uh, that, that grace moment. You know, he had many difficult moments, no doubt. But he, he thanked God that he did. And for me, it, it teaches me to find God in, in my priesthood, you know, in the very simple moments of my priesthood, um, daily events of my priesthood, to make sure I look for the face of God in the person in front of me. And I think that's something that all of us can learn, you know, whether you're a house, a house uh, homemaker, a worker, suffering from an illness, uh, no matter what we're doing in life, you know, a youngster or someone who's a senior a citizen here in our communities, how we are called to find those moments that we are with God and that God is present with us and we're called to proclaim him in the very simple acts of our prayer and our faith. And yes, to offer up our sufferings that we have for God's greater honor and glory. So for me, it's a great book. And we talked about the redemptive suffering. I thought of of uh, Father Chiswick and how he certainly did that and um, and helped me realize how I am called to do that as a priest. And I think how all of us are called to do that in our own way in our own vocations in life. That's mm, remarkable to have that attitude of being thankful, saying that this is where I'm called to encounter yeah. Christ, to be able to have that attitude in the midst of being imprisoned, you know, being tortured, being in isolation, you know, uh, all those different things. Our spiritual director, Father Vince Gaston. Father Vince, let's go back to the phones. We've got Kate, who's listening to us in Williamstown, New Jersey. Hi, Kate. Welcome to The Inner Life today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Hi, Father Vince. Hello, Kate. Hi. I just wanted to share a little um, testimony of redemptive suffering um, from an example from my grandmom who um, has recently um, passed away just a little over a year ago now. And um, for a lot of her life, she was in just in chronic, chronic back pain, um, but never once did I ever hear her complain about the pain she was in? As she was dying, she was, of course, just in more, more and more pain. And um, my my dad and my uncles were trying to, um, wanting to help her to to be comfortable. And um, she would just she would reject all of their offers and just say, No, I wanna I wanna offer this for for my family, for uh, my grandkids, and there is nothing, nothing better than um, the prayers of of a grandma. So it was just um, such a beautiful example. And her her bed that she was laying in really was like a cross. Because um, toward the end of her life, there she um, her body just deteriorated and she didn't look the same. So it really did kind of look like she was like a corpse um, on on a cross. And she just really really clung. Um, to the cross her her whole life, but especially there at the end, um, she knew um, the power of redemptive suffering and how important it was to to offer offer her suffering up for her family. So I'm just really uh, grateful for for her example and hope I can imitate her as well. Well, thanks, Kate. I, I, and I know you you are imitating her in in, in many ways. You know, by the way, you live. By the way you live your life, and you know I think of um, Saint John Paul II. You know, 
how he suffered, uh, Josh and, and Kate, in his life. He, of course, suffered with his with the, with the gunshot wound. But especially as, as he aged, you know, this, he was this very active and energetic, this sportsman, this athlete, you know, early in his papacy. Then as he aged with Parkinson's and the effects of, of, uh, of being wounded, how he was a shell of himself physically uh, with the Parkinson's disease and, you know, see him in his last years. But I, I heard, I was talking to someone about this, and, I, and I, this person shared with me that, that he believed that John Paul touched more hearts, perhaps, maybe saved more souls at that point of his life than he did, you know, when he was actively preaching, you know, throughout the world at youth youth uh, gatherings and, and visiting countries because he was truly on the cross, as you mentioned, you know, with, with your grandma. And, and John Paul kind of was withering like, like Jesus on the cross towards the end of his, his, his days. And, and I think, you know, he probably saved so many more souls during that, those moments. And no, cause no doubt he offered up his suffering for the salvation of the world. And, and, and for, for everyone, for conversion of sinners, and just as, as your grandmom did, you know, in, in her, her last days. And, and for you to see her that way, and I had the same image of, of my own parents who died of cancer shortly before I, I was ordained, and as they were dying and, and ill in the hospital, I, um, I, I kind of thought the same thing, Kate, that, you know, that's, you know I'm, I'm at the foot of the cross with, with my mom and dad. It's not Jesus there. It's, it's it's my mom and dad on the cross, and it's your grandma on the cross. It's it's Saint John Paul II on the cross, and and we're, we're uniting, you know, our own mourning and grieving, but also realizing that it, it's for the greater honor and glory of God that we we will see them again. It'll be forever, and to be in the glory of God because of the the great redemptive suffering that they suffered. You know, your grandma, my parents, John Paul II. You know, all all united in love, all united with with the cross of Christ, and all united one day in the glory of resurrection. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for calling into the inner life today, Kate and Father. Let's try and get one more phone call on here. We've got Steve, who's listening in Richmond, Minnesota. Hi, Steve. We've only got a, a minute or so here, but wanted to get you on to be able to talk with Father. Welcome to the inner life today. Yeah, thank you very much for getting me on. Yeah, Father Vincent, I was just. Uh, Wondering if it's possible, if uh, we didn't have the knowledge of redemption uh, of our sufferings. For instance, I'm 65, and finally at the age of 33 that I come aware of how we could uh, turn that minus into a plus and uniting it with Christ. Is it possible that we can offer up all of our suffering prior to that? Steve, that's a great question, and, and I would say absolutely yes. Absolutely, yes, because that suffering is still with you in, in some way, you know, the, the pain, the memory. And so I would encourage you, as I do the same thing, as I just mentioned about my own you know, parents, who, as, I, as I saw them suffer, you know, um, I still go back to that and offer up the pain that I had, you know, back in those days, up for those who may be grieving today uh, and, and those who, are, who need that healing today. So, yes, I, I think in your prayer life, Steve, I think it's a great question. And I, I encourage you to, to to go back in that memory of suffering, whether it was a physical su- suffering, an emotional suffering, a family suffering, uh, whatever suffering it was, go back to that moment and, and say, Jesus, this is yours. This is yours, Jesus. You know, I, I went through this moment in my life, and I bring it back to you and, and heal it, and I give it to you. I offer it to you. And, and I know Jesus will accept that offering, and that's going to be, beneficial to your soul and the souls for whom you pray with, you know, with that, with that offering. 
So absolutely, Steve, go back there and bring that, unite that suffering with, with, with the suffering of Christ for the redemption of the world. And uh, Father, just kind of a follow-up on Steve's question, too. If we're looking here at the suffering we have in our lives, but maybe we don't have a lot of suffering, you know, all of us do in some way, but should we be looking for more suffering or should we just be <laughs> kind of like what you said, count our blessings uh, and know that there will be probably a point in the future where we're offered those points of suffering? Um, is it better to seek them out or to just say, nope, I'm, I'm very, very happy and blessed right now where I am, God? Well, it's good to give thanks to God for the, for the blessings that we have, and we certainly don't want to uh, um, cause our own suffering because you don't want to throw ourselves down a stairwell or, right. <laughs> or you know, run across the street, you know, obviously. But, um, but suffering is, is, is part of life. And if we're in a grace moment now where we, you know, we, we, we thank God for the many blessings we have, um, what, what, I would, what I do is often just look in my parish uh, as a priest and you can look in your family, or others can look in their family, or amongst their friends, and you're going to find suffering with there. You're going to find suffering in the streets. You're going to find suffering in the world. You're going to find suffering through people you know who are ill. And perhaps you can let your your soul to their suffering, and you know, uh, unite that you know, in your, in your prayer life to join their suffering, you know, for for the good of someone else, and, and to mourn with them. You know, as we're called to to mourn with those who mourn, to weep with those who weep. And, and so let's weep with those who are suffering at the border, from prejudice, from, from illnesses. Let's, let's join their suffering you know, for the salvation of, of, of others and, and for the redemption of the world, as St. Paul calls us to. Our spiritual director is Father Vince Guest, a priest in the Diocese of Camden, New Jersey. And fathers, we're down to about our last minute here. Could I ask you to offer a blessing for all of our listeners, especially those who are dealing with some severe suffering in their lives? Thank you, Josh, for this for this wonderful hour for me, and thank our listeners and, and our callers. Heavenly Father, we, we come before you, and we know this world of ours has been suffering this, this past year with the pandemic, with racial unrest in our country, with, with um, those who have left the faith, with those who are being persecuted for their faith throughout the world. And so, Jesus, we unite our sufferings to your most holy suffering on the cross. And we share in that redemption that you have shared with us. Lord, give us the grace to unite our sufferings with you for the greater honor and glory of the world, for your honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. And may God bless all of our listeners and all those who are suffering this day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Vince, thanks so much for being here on The Inner Life today. And want to also say thank you to all of you for listening, and also thank you for your generosity last week during our pledge drive. We uh, made our, our goal, made our need of $2.7 million. If you missed the pledge drive, it's not too late. You can still help support Relevant Radio. Go online, relevantradio.com, or through the Relevant Radio app. And, of course, while you're there, make sure if you missed any part of today's program, uh, you download the podcast and listen to any part that uh, you might have missed earlier as we're talking about redemptive suffering. Stay tuned. We've got Mass coming up next here on Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.